What is up, everybody, and welcome to Macho Movie Madness Podcast. I am your host, Brandon, and alongside me today is, first, I'm going to introduce Andrew. Andrew, what is happening? Hey, what's up, Brandon? What's going on, guys? Feeling pretty good today? Oh, yeah. Yeah, feeling better than the characters in the movie we're going to talk about. Most of them, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Very good. And and also joining me today is Kenny Gorman. How's it going, Kenny? It's going good. How are you guys doing? Good. Good. So, um... We decided, guys, that we are going to change up some things on the uh, YouTube channel, um, and we decided also to relaunch our podcast. We haven't done our podcast in quite a while, um, and we figured that it's probably for the best uh, as far as our style and format, how we do things, how little we can get together to record or film certain content that... We just kind of package it all in one deal, and we kind of do a podcast style anyway, so we just decided to relaunch the podcast. We had some pretty good uh, episodes and fun back in the day, Andrew, on our on our old podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'd, uh, we'd go on for um, hours sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to do that this time. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it simpler this time. We're not going to... We're not going to go too long. Um, but... Yeah, the reason why we decided this just just because time and and ease. Uh, there is still going to be some typical YouTube content, I think, um, on the channel here and there. Uh, if we decide we want to do anything as far as reviews uh, on recent movies, uh, or we have ideas for other things, I'm still going to be releasing some gameplay content um, here and there. I'm on Metal Gear right now. I just started Metal Gear Solid. The very first one, and I'm going to continue that. Uh, my second part will be up uh, fairly soon. Uh, but yeah, we just figured we we like to sit around and BS about movies anyway, and uh, it's probably just better to do this. And I've been wanting to get our podcast going for a little while again anyway. Um, you can catch all the other older podcasts. Uh, they're probably out there in podcast land, but we've got everything up in video form on our YouTube channel already. Uh, you know, the YouTube channel's not going anywhere. I'm going to be cutting up um, pieces of this and posting the video version on on YouTube still. Um, so you guys are going to have access. I'm probably going to post the full version of the video 
somewhere uh, at a later time, and I will keep everybody informed on that. But the uh, the clips will go up on YouTube, and the audio, full audio, unedited, everything is going to every podcast network you can think of. Wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, it's probably going to be there. So we hope you guys are ready. We hope you guys will join us out there. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun. we got a lot of stuff to cover, not just today, but for a long time to come. So um, also, I wanted to touch on, um, before we get going on anything else, I wanted to touch on our verses. That was kind of a, a big thing for all of us. We really enjoyed the verses uh, episodes we do for the YouTube channel. Uh, we are, those are not going away, but they are going to be changing. They're going to be now a part of our podcast. Uh, so what we're going to be doing with our podcast is we'll have whatever in between here and there. Um, but, uh, our main event of the podcast will, will, you know, our, our main topic of the discussion that we'll spend most of our time on, uh, will be something, um, and that's where our verses are is going to fall. Uh, we're probably going to throw in some uh, wrestling content here and there. Uh, we've been okay. talking about wrestling commentaries or reviews. I think I don't. We haven't decided on what we're going to do first, and it's not going to be this episode. Probably in a very probably in a in a episode here pretty soon. Uh, but we want to take a look at something. Something probably. What do you think, guys? From the mid late nineties, something. Something. Uh, Maybe goofy, like I know we were thinking about some WCW when it started to to uh, fall, <laughs> fall off. I think the cliff. that'd be interesting. We we, yeah. we can uh, we can we can review some old Vince Russo WCW <laughs> and you know see if we remember how bad it really was. Yeah, take a value and watch some Vince Russo or, era WCW. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I feel like I feel like there could be a. Uh, a drinking game or uh, or something every time the title changes hands <laughs> in those days. Guarantee it. Yeah, probably pretty toasted by end of one episode. <laughs> um, so as far as uh, content goes, though, and stuff we talk about, it, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything, not just wrestling. We'll talk about, obviously, the movies, uh, action, um, maybe some comedy, mostly action horror like we've been doing. That's... That's kind of the macho movie madness way. Um, yeah, our verses, by the way, is going to be cut up and and it's going to be done on our main event. I'm going to be cutting that up and putting that on our YouTube channel too, so nobody's going to miss our verses no matter what. Whether you listen to the show or watch it any other means, I will have that for everybody. I really like the verses. I don't want anybody to miss out on that. Um, so while we're on the topic of verses, there's been talk amongst the three of us and we've even had i think a person or two request uh this but we wanted to address it now um terminator one versus terminator two um and why it's probably not going to happen we we talked about it we've tried to come up with categories we've tried to compare it we've tried to figure out what exactly we could do to make a decent episode out of it where it's fair they're both incredible movies but so far i i haven't been able to no they're they're apples and oranges you know aside from you know kills and i mean what else do we got 
I've, we got one or two categories and they're, they're so different. You can't say, you know, one, let's, let's do action as a category because one's an action movie. Well, if you do that, you know, what about horror? One's, one's a horror movie, you know? And, and so right. what do you do there? So yeah, it would be, it's, I've tried and I've racked my brain as to as to what categories we could do for T1 versus T2 because I think we all want to do it on this channel. Same for like yeah, Alien yeah, and Alien. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very good comparison. Uh, you just, I don't know what what you could do. The story is not the same, but it is the same. It's the same plot. It's just you know the head's kind of it's kind of flipped up over on his head a little bit. And, um, and, and it's ramped up in action and, and CGI and effects. And it's amazing, but it's just two different films. Um, I just, I, I'm with you. I can't figure out what to do with it. Yeah. So I figure, I feel like I wanted to get that out of the way and let people know that there probably won't be, at least for the foreseeable future. It's not that we don't want to do it. It's not that I, if we can, we will. Uh, if anybody out there um, in podcast land and in the interwebs on YouTube, whatever, wants to break down a movie in categories for us to do, um, maybe do it in their way instead of our way, and it makes sense, I'd be open for that. And I think we would all be open for that. Right. Um, but in, for now, I feel like, you know, if we want to just maybe discuss Terminator 1 and 2 a little bit before we get to the meat and potatoes of our, of our podcast today. Um, maybe you guys can, can talk about a little bit about what you liked about both movies um, and go from there. Yeah. I, I think we could even actually just take a vote as to how we think, you know, it would go amongst the three of us, you know, unofficially. Um, yeah. which ev everybody knows, you know, I'm going to choose T1. It's T2 is a big deal. <laughs> T1's more streamlined. It's it's a quicker watch. Um, like I said, I, I love almost everything about T2, but I absolutely love T1 and uh, always have. And so I, it's, it's no no secret. That's going to be my number one. Yeah. Well, for me, for me, it would be two. I mean, that that's anybody who knows me, it's going to be the exact opposite. I love one. I love the horror aspects of one. Um, the writing's incredible. That Technar scene is is one of the best scenes in film. And uh, you know, after after listening to you, Andrew, and your review on your uh, your channel, uh, Drew reviews. By the way, go check it out. Um, I and and then there was another breakdown I got uh, a guy made on YouTube as well. Oh, another it was, video. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, yes, yeah, I think you shared it with me. Yeah, it's, it was amazing and. Um, very, very well thought out movie, but I have to go with two just because of the, how it makes me feel like the ramped upness, you know, you got the guns and roses soundtrack. You've got, uh, you've got the T 1000 Robert Patrick is a, a mean, fast looking stud and Arnold, Arnold uh, being a good guy, it's whatever did a great job. Uh, but man, those effects, the, the scenes, man, they, most, most of it comes down to the T-1000 in this, right? And his scenes, um, just truly remarkable, man. I, it's like, I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty much no question for me. It's just how it makes me feel. 
What you got, Kenny? Well, I'm with Andrew on on this one. Uh, T1, I prefer. Uh, T2 is an awesome movie, and no doubt about that. And it's hard to find sequels that stand together like T1 and T2. Because there's a lot of sequels out there that just completely take a dump on the first. The first. uh, Like most of the sequels in the franchise? Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're we're not discussing those. Yeah. Uh, No. 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 uh, Kyle Reese is seen in the police department. And that first one is one of my favorite movie scenes of all time. When he's describing the the Terminator. Uh, and then you remember when they blew the they blew the truck, you know, and you thought it was over. Oh and then Oh yeah. The uh, metal skeleton rises up out of the deal. Man, that scared me when I was a kid. I mean that was pure horror. Yeah. You know the the thing about I think what what makes that scene so great is is the is the tension that that builds leading up to it. Uh, you know, it's like the and Andrew, you've mentioned this before. The pacing in T one is much better. Yeah. Um. And and it's it's that 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 culminates right there. You know, in that truck explosion scene, really. It just it just nonstop. It's tension building. You're about to have a heart attack, and Kyle Reese finally gets that explosive in to the tra- the tanker, and and it blows up. It's just like wow. And then you know, there's a little bit. There's obviously more tension and some crazy stuff happen inside that factory at the end. Right. It, it comes back, so it doesn't ever let you rest very long. But it just it just seems like it, it, that big culmination is right there. Yeah, and then you're like, and then that's when the horror really sets in. You're like, oh my god, this is what this thing looks like, and this is it's just not stopping. Yeah. And, and I don't know if you guys have seen the the outtakes. I have not. What's that? I have not. Yeah, we haven't seen the outtakes. Oh, the no. outtakes. Sorry. Um, so when it, when they actually blew up that tanker truck, that is a model that actually blows up. And they were pulling it along with the string, and they actually broke the axles off the model, and they'd already set off the charges. And so there's actually some video of that oh. online somewhere. I've seen it. And they had to rebuild the entire really? thing. Yeah. <clears throat> that's, that's pretty pretty cool. Really? It is. I'll but, have to check that I mean, out. They, well, but, yeah, I like that. Real- and a lot of people... Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to re- blow up a real tanker truck in a in a... In a Commercial area like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah. But it it, it looks real to me. It doesn't for. look like a model. You know, as some of the some of the effects in that movie you could kind of hold against one, like the rubber head and stuff. But uh, that that one, uh, I didn't yeah. and, until I heard about it. I didn't know that was a model at all. No, no. Yeah, I mean, you know. It, it's also depends on when you watched it and, and the time. I mean, it, it, time ages everything, and mm-hmm. you know the new effects and new ways of doing things. You 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 think that something in two thousand seven was never going to get any better looking, and then you go back and you watch Transformers now, and you're like, ugh. 
I mean, some <laughs> of Transformers is okay, but some of the Transformers like, ugh, this is rough, right? And that's not maybe even the best example. There's other examples out there far better that this is just, I mean, hell, a lot of the uh, mid, early, mid-2000s movies too. Uh, Matrix uh, Revolutions, right? Or is it Reloaded, the second one? Reloaded. This is the one where he's fighting all the you know, he's fighting. Yeah, yeah, all Agent Smiths, and and you can see the the CGI Keanu, and it's like, man, I can look past it because I love the movie, but it's you, it's very noticeable now. It's a little rough, but uh, you know, getting to T and then getting to T two, I think there's there's a few instances where those tinfoil little like cup de- packet deals that they use to for the for the gun splatter on the T one thousand. Anytime he got shot, sometimes you notice those kind of stuck to his clothes. And then you see, and then the dummy obviously taking the bullets of Arnold yeah. uh, as, in they're, as they're leaving in Cyberdyne. But all in all, it's amazing how much still stands up mm-hmm. in this day and age. Like, you know, was it 30 years later now? That's crazy. And I love T1 as an action movie, but from that point on, when, once all the cops get to Cyberdyne, from that point on in T2 is just, there's no other action movie like that for me. People say Die Hard's probably the best action movie of all time. When I've, you know, you know, from what I've heard, I don't know how you can say that with Terminator 2. Just, just from, you know, that point at like an hour 45 on to me is just amazing. Yeah. But, and yeah. I love Die Hard, but you know. Yeah. I do the too. best Christmas movie. I ever. really like Die Hard. <clears throat> Yeah. That's right. You know, I'm a, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to say this, but I, that was the one one Christmas movie I believe this year that I didn't watch. I watch it. I try to watch it around every Christmas. Didn't get it. Get, didn't get to watch it this last Christmas. I, I didn't watch it. This yeah, year. I, I didn't. Watch Too it much either. other stuff going on. I didn't even yeah. watch the Christmas. I tried to watch movie. it every year, but see, and you know, I'm not. I'm not a big Christmas story guy. No, but it was always on TV not, for like. 37 hours straight. You know? Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> TNT had to have that 24 hours marathon. Why? Why? It's yeah. not that good. Like it's good, but it's not that good. The sequel it's came not out home alone. last year. And my wife's a big Christmas story person. We watched it and it wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. I, I expected it to just be horrible and it, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Really? I do. I do want to see it. I'm not, I don't like, I don't hate it, but I just, I don't get the hype. When somebody says, "Oh, it's the best Christmas story," you know, best Christmas movie ever. I'm like, uh, you know, I Christmas think me and you did a verses on the two best Christmas movies ever, aside from Die Hard. Of yeah, course. it was Home Alone, Home Alone, Christmas Vacation. I mean, yeah. plain and simple. What about Rudolph? Like, what else? What? What else is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some classic. Man. There's some classic cartoons and stuff. There's some classic not, stuff. I like, I like the old, those point. old ones, but. <laughs> You know, I mean, it would classify <laughs> as Christmas, but it wouldn't classify as best Christmas. <laughs> oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do like, uh, I do like uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. I do like yeah, that one. They're not bad. And I and I, and I do like Jingle All the Way with Arnold just because it's Arnold. What about uh, a lot of hilarious What about the fat man lines in that? With Mel Gibson. I liked it. Oh dude, I need to see it. I I haven't watched it yet. I'm the only one who hasn't I enjoyed watched it. it. 
Yeah, it was yeah. it was really good. I need to see it. Yeah. And, and Walter yeah. Goggins, like that dude. Is, is he as crazy as he should be yes. in that? Yes. Perfect. That's awesome. I just expect to be Mel. I expect Mel Gibson to be a certain way now, kind of like I expect uh, Jeff Goldblum to be just out of this world. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, and that's like there's just there's two or three people out there that like you just expect them to try and top their last performance every time of being this an absolute wacko. And it's Jeff Goldblum, Mel Gibson, and uh, uh, Nick Cage. Yes. Every time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Kenny, did you watch a series? Was was it the the unbearable weight of massive talent? I didn't watch it, and I. It's got. It's it's got Padel Pasco Pasco or Pat was it Pat what's his name Pasco? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I probably just butchered that. Pedro Pascal. But uh, Pascal, yes, thank you. So him and Nick Cage, you need to watch it. I keep time. seeing clips. And There's it, and an LSD. It's the it's it's. <laughs> yeah, you you're gonna you'll uh, you'll the scene love it. Where like, you'll they're, uh, you got the two old dudes sitting on the bench eating the ice cream, and they're they're like, yeah, that's the LSD scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Oh, it's great. I, I don't think I've laughed so hard with them trying to get over that wall. <laughs> and I mean, it's yeah, you, uh, yeah, you need to watch it in, like immediately. He talks to, he talks to a, a younger version of himself and, and he's just, he's got the little hair flip down and just, just screams and yells and goes, what's crazy. that available on? <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's on anything yet. I had to, I think it's, I rented it on voodoo. I know that. That's where I see. Yeah, it. Red Box. You can Red Box it or Voodoo it or something. You know how I feel about Red Box, yeah, but I know. oh yeah. I, in this day and age, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Not, I don't. There's no hard feelings whatsoever. So yeah. <laughs> Long story short, no Terminator One versus Terminator Two. Sorry as to much disappoint as we'd like everybody. To as much as we would like to do it, we love the films uh, a lot. And we will talk about them any chance we absolutely get to talk about them and to praise them. The first two, only the first two. Um, I will talk about the other ones, but I will not praise them. It's, uh, it's more than a snickering. Fashion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll have some fun with it, but it's not going to be like, oh my God, this is funny. I, I want to watch this again. Uh, uh, this is funny. Uh, this is the worst shit I've seen. Three was terrible. Uh, and that even had Arnold in it. It was still terrible. Yeah, and I liked bits and pieces of it, but it was Four, mostly terrible. Uh, with Christian Bale. And uh, who was the other guy? Sam Worthington? Crap. Yeah, I think so. Then those were two big actors. Yeah, you There's got some John Salvation Connor. fans out there. There's You've got John Connor in the movie, and he's not even the, the, the most interesting character in the movie. What's What the <laughs> heck? Nope. Yeah. And then uh, I really uh, the Genesis. Uh, the gen it was Genesis. Yes, the time travel one. I can tell you the only the only this. thing I liked about Genesis was the first thirty minutes where it was Terminator One, but like a worse version of Terminator One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that. I, I didn't. I there were there was there were things about Genesis that I liked. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, there, there was things about Genesis that I did like, uh, and I didn't, I did, what took me out of it was when the chick that played Khaleesi yes. was f- like slid the box truck and then fired out the door with one hand, a desert eagle with one hand. <laughs> She's like 90 pounds. I'm like, no, nah, nah, I can't, I can't do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, deagle, deagle out the out the door, one handed. Sorry, can't do it. I don't. I mean, I don't care. I like. I know you're tough. No, sorry. No. Um, and then what was it? What was the last Dark one? Fate. Uh, the most recent one. Dark Fate. Really wanted to like that one because yeah. of Linda Hamilton. And wow, uh, no, there was bits and pieces there, that I really did like. I liked yeah. Linda Hamilton in it. Uh, I enjoyed the action in that one. Uh, there, there are some things too. that I do enjoy with it. I just think it could have been done. It could have been done differently. A lot yeah. better. None yeah. of those sequels do. And, and the whole part with the Terminator being named. Yeah. The part with the Terminator being named Carl or something, and he, he, he does drapes for a living. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we're well, supposed yeah, to yeah, laugh. Yeah, the justification. What was it? The justification for him being a good guy now is uh, he had no more objective. Like he killed John yeah. Connor. Yeah. So ended that whole thing. So yeah, it's no uh, more objective. So now I'm gonna settle down and get married and and sell <laughs> some drapes. So and I and I take it that I mean it is funny. I take it that Dark Fate was basically wiped out. Uh, Three, four, and five. Like timeline wise, I would take it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, I would take it that yeah. way. I, I hate to say it as much as I want them to try something uh, and actually for it to work, uh, they'll have to do a total reboot. Uh, some I don't even. I don't, they might as well just leave. Alone. You can't. I mean, yeah. not. Linda's too old. You know, it, I, I don't feel the same way. Yeah. He's seventy five now. I I don't I, f- I don't feel the same way I do about Halloween. You know, and a guy in a mask where you can throw it in any timeline or make up a new right. one. And you know, I'm always gonna want Michael Myers. Uh, I'm always gonna want Jason. I'm always gonna want like I can't say the same about Freddy because it's hard to get Robert England out of my mind. I'm not saying that maybe one day that I'll change, but you know, there's certain franchises I think you can continue in a different way and it, and it be decent. Uh, just Terminator's not they're not behind a mask so Terminator's not one of those things unless you can get to the point where CGI is so good that you do what you've done in the last ones and just put Arnold in CGI style you know what I'm saying at that point you don't need actors Uh, well yeah and that might come one of these days but well as Lord knows we wouldn't want their opinions all the time as of right now three through six are Shit stains on the underwear of T1 and T2. So, my opinion. Yeah, I I agree. Especially when you got yeah. two two strong movies. I mean, like that. Uh, anyway, so I don't know about you boys. You guys ready to move on to the main event of the episode? Let's do it. Absolutely. All right. Then it is time. For our main event. Okay, so the main event of tonight is none other than Scream 1 from 1996. 
uh, we debated on doing the first half of at least the first trilogy, right? One through three figured we needed more time on, on some of these. So we are going to pick up on probably the next episode. I would say for screen two and maybe possibly screen three, we might package those together, but we wanted to give a little bit more time to the first screen. Um, and it's obviously the OG and the best one. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's break it down. Let's talk about it a little bit and let's review it. Let's, uh, you know, in honor of scream six being out, which only Kenny has seen at this point in time as of this recording. So anybody out there, please no spoilers just yet. Um, we, we are working on getting to the theater or finding a way to watch that. Everybody knows all this stuff I'm about to read off, but we're going to throw it out there anyway. It's released in 1996, um, a time where the slasher genre was all but dead. And really it was fading by the late eighties, early nineties. Anyway, there was a few stragglers out there into the mid nineties, Halloween six, uh, which I like. Um, and we'll talk about that one of these days again, but, um, kind of really one of the last, can't really think of other slashers around those for those couple years there. One of the last slashers, um, in the mid nineties, pre what we call pre scream, right? Slashers, uh, still dimension films. It got picked up by dimension, but yeah, even, even dimension was looking a lot different before, uh, Kevin Williamson came along into screenwriting in Hollywood. Um, but this was directed by Wes Craven and written by Kevin Williamson. Uh, oddly enough, Wes Craven, his, I don't know his last movie. One of his last movies prior to this was New Nightmare, Freddy's New Nightmare, and you know that was uh, more of a meta movie, and not as meta as this. Obviously, he perfected they perfected it in this one uh, with the help of Kevin Williamson. Um, I really liked New Nightmare. A lot of people do not, but there's I can I can recognize some of the problems with that one. Uh, so yeah, uh, interesting how this one came along and really just turned the slasher genre up on its head and revitalized everything, not just for horror, but for slashers. For those who don't know, and like, again, I'm sure uh, everybody does at this point, the plot of Scream follows Sidney Prescott and her friends in the fictional town of Woodsboro, California, where they become targets of a mysterious killer in a Halloween costume we all call Ghostface, um, and uh, yeah. So apparently, it was also um, inspired by some news stories that Williamson seen on TV that were surrounding the case of the Gainesville Ripper, and uh, it was originally titled titled Scary Movie before the Weinstein's changed the name, which is probably one of the only things that they've done well in any of their movies. <laughs> Probably the best decision that they've made towards any of their movies. <laughs> and uh, filming. Yeah, both in and out of uh, yep. filming. Um, <laughs> f- 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 funny and funny so? enough. I'm not you think so? Huh? Me too. Oh, yeah. 
and funny enough, we'll talk about this in the next one uh, when we get to a later iteration. But you know, they actually touch on an erotic uh, subplot here that that covers some of the the distastefulness of Hollywood that <laughs> one of these brothers <laughs> was involved in. We'll get to that in the next one. Um, f- yeah, filming of the of the movie took about eight weeks, a little over eight weeks, and the budget was fifteen million dollars. And the box office recorded a hundred and seventy three million. Woo. That is astronomical for a horror and slasher movie with that kind of budget. Not a huge budget. Not. I mean, I think I think Halloween four was about five million, and that was. Uh, six years prior. So, uh, or I guess eight years prior. So, yeah. So, fifteen million is no. It's not a not a big. Uh, it's not a small chunk of change, but it's not a huge chunk of change. But to have that kind of turnaround is pretty damn impressive. And uh, I'd like to see. You know, I'd, I'd I'd like to say it was probably the writing that done this. What do you think, guys? You think it was more of the the uh, sat- satirical uh, writing of Kellen Williamson, where they kind of pretty much took all the, the cliches of horror and, and made some satire out of it. Yeah. I, th- I think they, I think the Weinsteins knew what they had when they read this thing. And that's why they threw so much money at it. Yeah. Honestly. That's that very I, possible. I, this is a slam dunk, no brainer, you know, especially yeah. at a time. Of course, you know, it's still a gamble at that point in time. You know, what did you have sequels to like, Hellraiser and maybe Candyman or something that time. Lawnmower yeah, Man yeah. 2 beyond cyberspace. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There no. was there was a risk, but you know, looking at all the just junk, the the script was a no brainer. At least, yeah. at least to me it would appear that way. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I guess it's kinda hard hard to think of of how you know, as an adult now, if I was placed back in 1995 and six, it's hard to think, you know, it's hard not to even think then that like, okay, this is something here, you know, we're going to, we're going to, let's, yeah. you know, let's turn this into kind of a comedy, but, but there's going to be a darkness here where, I mean, it's very real because you're, you're going to have, this is kids killing kids or teens killing teens. This is not just some boogeyman or uh, a zombie killer in the woods or a nightmare man this is this is a this is a peer which i mean you don't know it's a peer at the time but this is a man an actual man and at the time was not that goofy of a costume i thought it was and they were fat like they moved fast they called you on the phone and and you know and harassed you on the phone i mean you feel alone um it, it it's it, it pretty much just touches on everything as a kid that you would you would be scared of, um, in a realistic way, and and I think it would res- it resonates even more now. Even this first one, even you know this you know despite the um, the ninety ish side of things and some of the dialogue and the acting, um, and you know obviously the technology, I still think this is like kids' worst nightmare right now. Talking on the phone, that's scary. <laughs> You know, like that's, that's, that's absolutely terrifying. Um, but no, uh, it, seriously, it's, it, this is, this is hits all the right spots. And then you add to it with the brutality and the gore. And now we've seen stuff that is far gorier. And even the, for, later in the franchise, it gets gorier um, at places. But to see 
some of this stuff and some of the imagery was really it's shocking at the time. Yeah. Differently. The gore. Yes, it really is. And still practically. So I think that always looks best when done right. And I can speak to the time, and I'm opening myself up for all kinds of age jokes here. But I was a, I was a senior in high school when this came out. And uh, everybody was talking about this movie. I don't think I got to see it till it came out on VHS, like the following spring. Or yeah. like right around the time I graduated high school. Back but, when it uh, took a year for a movie to come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. at least six months back then. Yeah. Know? And... uh yeah, this this was a big deal back then, and people people didn't talk about you know horror movies like that back then. So, yeah, speaking of the time, it was it was just it was huge. It was huge. It was huge. <laughs> um, man, I I just remember being absolutely terrified of talking on the phone after this. Not because I'm afraid of talking on the phone, but like my, you know, living at home with mom and dad, my dad's got a deep voice and, you know, all his friends had deep voices and kind of had that Roger L. Jackson thing going on. So, you know, you're, you, you answer the phone and your heart just drops as a kid, you know, and Hey, is Mike there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Here, <laughs> you know, just stupid. But, as a kid, you're like, Oh my God, this yeah. is it. And we lived on, you know, I live on a farm. I did out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it wasn't too far from town, but the, everything around me, we got a lot of windows in our house, you know, and, and, you know, everything around you could see, it was just open fields, you know, cattle and stuff like that. So want to know who I'm looking could, at. You know, anybody be looking in there, man, I can, they can <laughs> see me. I can't see them. Then if anything <laughs> happened and mom and dad were gone for the evening, what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And no one's going to find me for hours, man. You're going to come go on. Get your... I felt like need to say I felt like Casey Becker at the beginning, Drew Barrymore. I felt that in my yeah. soul. You're going to have to go get your high school uh, football boyfriend to go go whoop him. Yeah, yeah. He's big <laughs> and he's black, and he'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's on Scary Movie, isn't it? The actual Scary Movie. <laughs> Steve, Steve, uh, Steve. Speaking of Steve, <laughs> um, Steve kicked off the was the very first death in this franchise. Yeah, poor Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah in a fun. gruesome way, man. Seeing his just the guts just fall out of him, just roll out of him. That's gross. It was brutal. So that I mean that's that's actually a really good spot too. Um, before we kick, like uh, I want to, I don't know, we don't need. I, I want to kind of touch on this similar to how we do versus you know we can go through a, a category you don't have nothing to compare it to but just kind of touch on what we like the best out of you know uh, kind of quickly but before that i just have to talk about the opening scene because i personally think that it's pro it's probably it's not just in cinema but in in horror especially it is one if not the best opening scene to a movie that I have that ever to me. And and there's other iconic openings to movies. Uh, you know, you might think about jaws or something like that, but uh, this, this is it, man. Like you, you get the phone ring and then drew Barrymore, who is being um, marketed as a major part of this movie. Uh, she is on the poster on the, on the cover. She, she's the big name. Um, so you wouldn't expect her to just die in the first 10 minutes. 
but you know, it starts off with this innocent phone call and, and it's pretty good dialogue and it's, you know, it's something you would, you would hear out of a casual young horror fan or just movie fan in general, popping that popcorn. And then you, you hear that, you know, and the music is plays a vital part in this too. But when he says, I want to know who I'm looking at and then you hear it and then you see her face and then that's when things start to, to shift and he tries to cover it up and just really, really good. I, I encourage anybody if they haven't watched in this in a while, they really need to go back and really analyze this whole scene and how it starts to the end and the sheer dark. innocence and the, yeah, it goes dark and it goes dark really quick. And it's just, it's shocking. And I, I mean, it, it might not be as shocking by today's standards, but like, dude, it's, it really, it hits you. Like, I think it's one of the best piece pieces of any film ever for real. Because by the time you get to that, she almost got away and then he kit and then he gets her. And then she's struggling to say something to her mother and her mom and dad who are right there at the edge of the porch. She's at the edge of the porch while they're walking in. She can't get her words out. And then her mom hears the attack on the phone. And then the blood curdling screen she gives when she sees Casey hanging, which, you know, the entrails are coming out, the steam's coming off the ground, just gross but just i mean i'm telling you this is it's one of the best pieces of yeah. film ever yeah and i i'm one of those people that i hadn't seen this in a long time i saw it you know back in high school and i think i'd seen it once since then and you just let me borrow the set mm -hmm. and uh i forgot how good that scene was it's just shot well yeah, it's well, so good edited together well uh um, yeah the score every yeah. everything about that movie is or about that opening scene of that movie is is just on point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It it was a great way to kick off that franchise. I mean. Oh, for sure. And I for sure to let you know this is a different world. I, I think it's safe to say that that's a pretty successful franchise. Uh, they, oh, for sure. I don't hate any. And we'll talk about this as we go. It's there's not really a bad. I mean, one. there's not. Uh, there's some really kick-ass ones. But, uh, no, that, that's a really good franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even yeah, even the low, it tells you something. There's not been as many as some other franchises, but it tells you something when even the low points in each movie or the low points as the movie, the movies as a whole are not near as low as the low points in other no. franchises. <laughs> um. So what I want to do real quick, we'll just go down the list kind of like we do. Um, you guys have anything you want to discuss or say, throw that in there too. No big deal. Um, but story, um, we talk about, we've already touched on the story a little bit. Um, she's basically harassed along with her friends with, from a ghost, a ghost face killer who is kicked off this, this crazy shocking event by killing Casey Becker and her boyfriend, Steve. Um, you find out this is a year after Sydney Prescott played by Nev Campbell, who, uh, it's a year after her mother was butchered on. And I think found it was a Times square town square, something like that. Times square town square. Um, and you know, that was a big shocking thing in a small town. It'd be a shocking thing in any small town. And this is, this is, this is pretty much the year anniversary. And, and this, and this, a killer is back. We don't know what's going on yet. 
it, it turns into a whodunit, which I also love. So you've got dark humor. Um, you've got a lot of fourth wall breaking, cliche, sat- satirical um, dialogue and, and uh, points that Kevin Williamson writes in this script. Really brilliant, I think, especially for the time. And um, you talk about, uh, I don't even know, I, you, you really don't find out till the end there's two killers, not just one. It's not you're just running the mill deal with one guy. I mean, it's two. It's two people. Um, I think that it's hard to say. I, I don't, I like the whodunit aspect, but it wasn't really hard to, I, maybe it's easier to say that in hindsight, but it wasn't really hard to, to pin one of them down because Billy from right. the beginning I mean, that dude looked guilty was pretty sketch. Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I don't even know if I questioned Billy being the killer at any point or if I would have. <laughs> it's I, I think the biggest shock is finding out there's a second one. You know what I mean? There's a second guy. And and I've not watched any of the extras, but it seems to me like he probably got cast because knowing Wes Craven, he he bears so much of a resemblance to Johnny Depp to me from that Nightmare on Elm Street, that first movie. Just watching it the other day, I thought, man, he looks just like Johnny Depp in that movie. A lot of of his looks and he's there with Sidney alone in the bedroom and everything. And, uh, I really like him confused as a kid. Really? Skeet Ulrich and Johnny Depp? Just, well, just, just like being at like our, like the grocery store or hometown video, whatever, you know, we were renting movies at, at the time, you know, seeing the box art. Of course, Skeet Ulrich had the little, little facial hair in in the, on the box art, not one ounce of facial hair in the movie. (laughs) Uh, Just a lot of, it's just only in the promotional stuff. Um, Yeah, he did. You're right. And I thought I thought that Drew, uh, Nev Campbell um, playing Sydney over Drew Barrymore was the absolute right call. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have a franchise without Nev no. Campbell. Uh, because, and she plays honestly, just the right amount of vulnerability. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, if you look at Drew Barrymore, would he have been able to make all the sequels that he did with Drew Barrymore? I, no, I think absolutely Drew not. Would have been as committed to this as Nev Campbell. No, pretty, pretty I, much. I don't think she, she would have. Had, yeah, yeah. At the mo- yeah, and I and I think that I think the series now can continue without her if it need had, be. It but then it it just it was the, it was the right call. Yeah, it, it was the right call. Um. Yeah. Uh. So pretty much everything. Uh, about the story and the script was was pretty much masterful. Uh, the, the the like I said, the two killers discovery. Um, the fact that you know you have Randy Meeks' character played by Jamie Kennedy, um, who was the the horror expert. Love that he kind of explained the rules of a horror movie that was unintentionally set up by the first Halloween, um, and. You know, like, you know, you can't, you can't, you have to be the goody goody. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't say, I'll be right back. They really brought that to the forefront and used that in the script for, for jokes and setups. And I thought that was really clever. Um, I, the I thought killer's this was, motives. 
were. I thought this was Jamie Kennedy's best performance of his entire career. As much as we love Malibu's most wanted. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this exactly. is definitely top yeah. screen. Yeah. Man, I said I got a game cast, man. Damn, I can't <laughs> afford it. That's my, that's my, fa- that's my favorite line. That <laughs> the, the you know like the uh the killer's motives in this movie were really not important because it was the 90s and it was kind of one of those things he's you're just you're just a psychopath uh but you know it, you know Stu didn't have much of one other than he was in love with Billy and uh what you pretty much I think they pretty much all but confirmed that now um and he they were they were fairly gay, uh, anyway. <laughs> and, uh, with Billy, you know, obviously his deep seated, uh, mommy issues that you find out about and you, that they explore that a little bit later on in the series as well. Um, obviously Sydney's mother was kind of a whoa, if you will, <laughs> or if dusty roses have been here, he'd say, if you will. Yeah. Um, fast and loose, baby. Just yeah, <laughs> yes, fast and loose, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it, it just uh, yeah. So so like it's it's one of those things where like you you feel for Sydney and her and her mom, and probably didn't deserve to die. But sounds like Maureen Prescott wasn't too much of a peach. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think story wise, uh, everything was pretty much right on point and perfect. Um, you get into the characters and the acting. I think, like you said, Jamie Kennedy probably his best role. Nev Kemp, Nev Campbell was amazing. This Skeet Ulrich was a perfect psychopath. Um, Tatum played by Rose McGowan, probably the best Rose McGowan's ever looked. Um, Besides Planet Terror, maybe. That's besides Planet Terror, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty much like, all I got to say. I don't love her, but I don't hate her. Yeah, in the 90s. Was she in Jawbreaker? She was early 2000s. Yes, yeah, I, I think so. Came out. Yeah, she yeah. did. That. I think it was early 2000s, late 90s. It was close, something yeah, like that. Yeah, right around there sometime. Um. Who else we had? Uh, Matthew Lillard. Um, uh, absolutely love Matthew Lillard. I'll just say it. He was absolutely over the top in this. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea why Wes Craven let him do that. Yeah, Matthew <laughs> Lillard himself has said in interviews, he doesn't know why Wes Craven let him do those things. Because <laughs> he goes back and watch it now. He's like, oh. All the crazy uh, it was just the right stuff amount he was of- doing. Yeah, and the mm-hmm. spitting, and uh, he had some good lines though. You hit me with the phone, Dick, uh, or the uh, the uh, my mom and dad are doing so bad at me. Yeah, I think I'm dying here, man. Yeah, uh, yeah he was is over the top as he was. He was awesome. I loved it. Uh, Everybody much play, pretty much played their part and their role perfectly. I like the characters. I like the acting. There's not even one single character in this movie that I absolutely hated. You even got some old over the top. Horror. There's one character we haven't mentioned. Who's that? Uh, and that's that's Deputy uh, 
Deputy Dewey. Oh, how can I forget yeah. David Arquette and and Gail? You know, and yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, uh, yeah. And I can honestly say I, I liked him a lot better here than I did in in uh, Vince Russo era WCW. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was this was a little bit better performance than Ready to Rumble too. Right, right. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, this yeah this is poor Dewey uh, pre pre severed nerve yeah. and weird limp. Yeah, he's just a uh, just a little. Little deputy, and uh, Gail Weathers, uh, you know, was it Gail Hailstorm or whatever in scary movie? <laughs> Sherry with O'Carey. Lot, with a lot better hair than she'd have in in part three. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, it's terrible. I don't think, I don't think, I think, I think the best that Courtney Cox has ever looked, and it's very nineties looking, but the best she's ever looked was in Scream Two. Yeah, something I, about I think like she, I think she's better her hair and, and the and the red streaks and the now, what about three thousand miles to Graceland because yeah. she looked pretty good in that one. Oh, oh yeah. well, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, okay. No, this one's got. I mean, it's even got some horror alum cameos in it with uh, Linda Blair. And then she's oh, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, reporter. Uh, she's a reporter. She did. She's not in it for very long. And the Fonz? No. Yeah. Uh, Henry Winkler. <laughs> the Fonzie, man. Henry Winkler and a uh, nice supporting role. He was, poor guy, was just uh, a means to an end for the for the killers to get him away from, get everybody away from the party for their big final show, yep. showdown. Otherwise, he probably would have yep. been spared. And also, Wes Craven himself. The Fred the janitor, based on Freddy Krueger, with his his striped yep. sweater and hat, and was he a janitor? Mustache. Yeah, he was that janitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, Henry Winkler come out. He heard noises, and he and the ghost face was messing with him. And he heard noises. He come out and yelled something, and he just looked. The janitor was mopping the floor. He's like, "What?" And he's like, "Oh, not you, Fred." And then that was it. That was um. So, we can move on to the kills, I think. Um, we've already talked about those just a little bit. Brutal. Yes. Realistic. Um, pretty shocking. Steve, Steve was gruesome. Uh, Drew Barrymore is the best one in the movie, I think, probably. Maybe even in the franchise. I don't know. There's several good ones. I won't say that just yet. Definitely probably in the movie. Uh, just because of how horrific uh, it, yes. it it was. I liked it. I also like Rosa McGowan's death. As goofy as it kind of looked, you know, <laughs> the, the last cut, but yeah, just the thought of it and that entire party scene. I, I love that section of the movie. Well, I, I do too. I do her too. death was right. stupid. <laughs> Like, if I could say one bad thing about the movie. Oh, what do you think about it? It's her death. It's, it was, like, dumb. Yeah. I think it, it was, was creative. creative. Yeah, I think that's why I like it. Like, considering... Yeah, because considering... considering Gosh damn uh, garage door. 
<laughs> going out well, the doggy Considering door. those things, which I don't know about all of them, all the ones I've ever interacted with have that have had those have had some kind of safety feature where like it detects underneath, <laughs> like it won't go all the way down if you just like bump it or underneath it. And that may not be all of them. I could be wrong on that, but I've never just been around in a, a, a an electric, like automatic garage door that that would just so, take you up or can bear your load, like your weight. I'm not sure it could carry the weight of a human being. That's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. know if, you know, could it really, I mean, maybe Rose McGowan, she's not that big, but still, uh, I would definitely question whether or not I can hold a 230 pound man like myself. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I have to worry about any garage doors. <laughs> Uh, he'd probably just have to cut me up before I reached the the doggy <laughs> flap. I couldn't even get through the dog flap anyway. <laughs> so I'd pretty much just have to throw those beers and then try to try to sl- shoulder tackle that door in. And I apparently, and I think they had to make something uh, in that. So there, there was no windows, I don't think, to that garage. So that kind of sucks. Oh, that'd have been my only sense. escape route. I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to look. I'd have to watch again. I don't think there's any windows. That might have been her best bet. Uh, the layout of that house, by the way, uh, is amazing. And it, it's real, too. Uh, they they kind of did some camera work on a couple of the rooms. But uh, Dead Meat did a, uh, a kind of walkthrough of that house. They got to stay the night there. And the layout is just as it is. And it's almost in the exact same shape like the same look anyway that with very little updates as it was in the original. And I absolutely love that house, man. That is an iconic house. It is for real. Just great. I I was, that's why I I think I was so excited that it made a return in scream five. Yes, it did. So what do you guys have as far as your favorite kill? Is that the Drew Barrymore one? Or there's only like six in the movie, though. Yeah, it didn't have a very high kill count. But, uh, no, it's definitely uh, Drew Barrymore. And then Steve, you know, would be, to me, would be, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Drew Barrymore. Really, really, really kind of toned down. Discuss it's goofy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll get you. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It was creative. So moving on to, um, I think just moving on to setting, we'll kind of combine all these setting, uh, and atmosphere and scare factor. Um, what do you guys think about, about all that? Talked about them a little bit. Um, I, I think it's perfect for, you know, for what we got, you know, just establishing, you know, that setting, that town for this franchise, you know, if, mm-hmm. if I was reading the script, making Woodsboro. Yeah. If I was reading the script about a, you know, yeah. a, a small, sleepy little town like that, I, I think they got it just, just perfect. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think, I think they, uh, they really captured a, a, a small town with, you know, with, with, uh, the killings and what would be going on at the school and, uh, everything going on with the, the curfew in town. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, the kids completely disregarding that and having a party out somewhere. Um, yeah. I love the that orchestration shot. of all the events. I love that shot of, of the Prescott house where, um, she's looking out before her dad leaves or right after he leaves. And she's looking out over that Valley with all those hills and mountains and stuff. 
just a beautiful shot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they've got yeah, it's a great shot. And 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 the score really goes well with all the shots too, I think. The score's done really well in this to build up uh tension, I think. It it's it's just so crazy to to watch this movie and then watch another movie from around that time or right before that, before everybody started drawing those inspirations from Scream and just seeing how next level this all was. I mean, just crazy. And it's crazy that Wes Craven has been able to reinvent horror two different times in his career. And yeah. no one else has been able to do that with Freddie really? and then, then, and then Scream. You know, because was there anything was there anything like uh, Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes back in the seventies? Oh no, probably not. Yeah, no, so not, so really, no. maybe three times. No, he. It, it's kind of like it's yeah, and it's kind of like he's created two. He he, he kind of cr- almost created two subgenres on his own, or, or not really two, but you know, a, a different one with Last House on the Left and Hills Have Eyes, and then then reinvented something Halloween created and, and ushered it into a new audience and a new, a new millennium, which, you know, you find movies after that, like, um, like uh, what I know what you did last summer. Uh, Halloween H2O took a lot from scream. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on who you are, you may like that. You may not. Yeah, wasn't uh, there everything else like- you got after wasn't there a movie called Valentine and Urban Legend? And they're all kind of pretty- yeah. Urban Legend, Urban Legend was good. Yeah, the first one anyway. Yeah. And and then you got you got that, and then you kind of had that. Then you had to die off again pretty quick because I think they got a little bit too silly. And I, I think I think when you see, um, I think it kind of ends again with it's like that first that three four years five years right, and then when Scream Three ends in two thousand. I don't think there's anything much right after that that is just not worth a damn because then you've already got uh, Final Destinations and House of Thousand well, Corpses. Your, your splatter films start in Saw will start in a couple years after that. Um, and it really just kind of takes off from there. The Grudge brings Japanese horror in. Um, and then you don't see Slasher revitalized again until 2007, probably, right? There was a there was the um, behind, behind the mask, beyond the mask, something like oh, that. Oh, Leslie Vernon. Leslie Vernon, yeah, yeah. There's that, uh, but uh, beyond that, uh, there's nothing you see again until 2007 with Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween, and then that brings in the reboot series of movies from Friday and and so on. Yeah, the reboot wagon. Yeah, the reboot wagon starts. So yeah, there's really nothing like, uh, nothing like Scream, and after that is no one could ever top what that did. I feel like we've lost Kenny. <laughs> yeah, it seems like we have. Yeah. Hope, hope well, Ghostface. To... Hope, hope Ghostface didn't get him. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah we we've lost we've lost Kenny. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to check on Kenny real quick. Hold on a second. This is what you get. The organic, the organic side of, of podcasting. <laughs> Unedited. Send him another invite back. We can hopefully get him back in here. Make sure, uh, make sure he wasn't taken by somebody. 
One thing we hadn't talked about a whole lot that I kind of like about these movies, and being as though a lot of them, you know, besides a few are, are teenagers uh, running around <laughs> doing the killings, is uh, mm-hmm. just how clumsy they are a lot of times going upstairs, downstairs, getting hit by potted plants and everything. And, and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not your typical yeah, strong killer. No, no. Uh, and I, I do love the I, – I love the uh, – how funny it is when uh, Sydney gets that first call from Ghostface, where she he asked her if she likes scary movies, and then uh, she's like, "No, I hate those stupid things." You know that some dumb, big-breasted bimbo is always doing something, and then you know making bad decisions. Basically, instead of she's running up the stairs, instead of you know running running out the front door, it's insulting. And then you know he he gets her in a spot where he she gets runs in up the, the house. Stairs. Where she has to run up the stairs, <laughs> like just two minutes later. <laughs> yeah, I thought th- I thought that was a really interesting setup. I don't know who came up with it, but uh, or if it just happened. But that little like kind of makeshift lock that she was able to do, you know, with the uh, with the um, doors. Yeah, I, I I guess I've forgotten that part <laughs> already, or maybe I got up to get something to drink. But yeah, I don't I don't uh. What exactly did she do? And I guess Ghostface is struck again. So, you know, if you're out there seeing this, I, I guess I'll be back for the sequel. Did you stay in this whole time? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know what happened with with Kenny, and then like then then I got kicked all of a sudden, and it said that uh, uh, my internet went down. So I don't know what heck. I don't want the heck happen. How weird, man. Um. Anyway. Um. We were kind of towards the end of our podcast anyway, getting toward the end. We might as well go ahead and and start wrapping up. Apologize to that, folks. That's just how things go. Um, We lost our, we thought we lost our third guy and lost me for a second, lost the host for a second. It's like, uh, like Richard Dawson in the running, man. (laughs) I'm out of here. Yeah, out of here. You're only coming back in a rerun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i we pretty much talked about everything we're going to talk about anyway as far as you know atmosphere uh the movie is uh top notch we will get into scream two and probably three the next go round. hopefully we won't have those those issues um more than likely y'all are would you call this the top horror movie of all the 90s you think oh for sure yeah for sure i think this is what is out there? Um, I mean, I would, I would call got, Silence of the Lambs horror. You know, it's more drama. It's I, yeah, it's a little more drama, um, mystery. Well, not even mystery, but just drama, suspense. Um, it's better. It's bar none better than everything else we've we've talked about or will talk about. I love Halloween Six way better. Um. Wishmaster, what was that? Is that later or earlier? Um, yeah, this is better than that to me. Better. This is better. Uh, slasher or not, this is better than everything you come across. Um, you know, I know what you did last summer. It's good. This is better. This is what started yeah. it all. H two O was good. This is this is better. Um, it just, Jason goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> let's not get carried away. That was such a good movie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're right. This is for this is 100 percent 
the best nineties horror movie, I think ever. Um, and man, you put it in a, I can't, I, I don't know where you put it. You rank it in a list of all time films for the nineties, but you, you, I feel like it would be, it would be up there as well. I don't know if it's top, top 15, maybe. I'd say, I was going to say top 20, top 15, just because, because, you know, I'm not going to sit here and think about all the stuff in the 90s. A lot of, even though some, a lot of stuff was corny, there's a lot of good stuff in the 90s. I, but I'd, I'd say, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if I put it, after thinking about it for a little while, if I put it in the top 15, top 10, you know, yeah. all, all 90s movies. Definitely number one in horror. Um, I give this, I'd give this movie if I had to rate it. Uh, four knives out of five. Maybe I'd, I'd say I'd give it. I'd give it four point seven knives out of, out of five. Yeah, that's that because that that that's probably about the right score. Because this really does hit all the marks. Even when some of the stuff's hokey, I feel like it was meant to be that way, or just worked out that way with Matthew Lillard or whatnot. Uh, the music hits, the suspense and the horror hits. Uh, all the right marks. The dialogue is perfect. You know, Kevin Williamson goes on to make a lot of other things in the 90 right Dawson's Creek and all pretty much be tied the faculty pretty much tied to anything that you're going to like in the nineties, uh, the late nineties. Um, just everything is right first on the, viewing, on the button. Here. First viewing the mystery is, is yeah, exactly. Amazing. If you're first viewing the mystery and just taking in the shock of everything, uh, is, is truly incredible. Um, yeah. yeah, I obviously no no film is perfect. I don't know if I could ever give a perfect score to a movie, uh, so I'm going to give this one about as close as I can get it, and that's four point seven. So, I'm going to go eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a um, half out of ten. I, I rate on the IMDb scale, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go eight and a half out of ten. It's 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 top like we said, it's top notch as far as horror in the '90s goes. Um, yeah. I, I wouldn't even know what to rate it against from the eighties or seventies, you know, that's like that, but it's, it's, it's tops for me in the nineties for sure. Yeah. Well, even though we have sadly lost Kenny, uh, we'll see if we can't dig him up and resurrect him in the next, in the next Maybe podcast. Clone we'll clone him. Yeah. We'll clone his DNA and, and get a new one in here. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll get his, uh, we'll, we'll get Kenny through what we'll figure out what his, Kenny. Yes. Uh, we'll figure we'll figure out what his malfunction was in <laughs> right after this, and we'll hopefully uh, be able to rectify that. In the next one, we will be talking Scream Two and probably Three, and then whatever else we come up with at the time. Um, we will get his rating of Scream One as well, since he missed out on that. Um, you know, just minor hiccups for the first one. Obviously, we're relaunching and trying to get used to a new a new platform here uh, to try and, and improve our situation. So, um, yeah, we will do that next time. I hope you guys still enjoy this and tune in for the next one. Be on the lookout for all of our YouTube videos. Um, Macho Movie Madness on YouTube. Uh, we're going to have all kinds of stuff still going on that. Andrew has Drew Reviews. Uh, I also have a, a solo channel now uh, on YouTube called uh, Smith's Grove Sanitarium. I've been starting off the uh, the channel by reviewing and retrospecting retrospective in the uh, the Halloween franchise, my favorite franchise of all time, and uh, we'll be moving on to other things eventually. But still, just released Halloween four, 
Uh, Andrew, you've got, um, you got a cool Terminator 2 review up in Species. You just covered Species. Yeah. Um, we did try to do a commentary on The Hidden, and it just didn't work out. They kept blocking everything. Uh, we had we had some – that was our first attempt, too, and we're noobs, so we had some issues with the, the recorded audio. And Brandon uh, and needed the court- to see The Hidden anyway, so – Yeah, I needed out. to see it anyway. It was it was actually a pretty cool little video. I, I hate that we, that we couldn't make that work, uh, and, and, it, and everything I tried to do with it after – YouTube just blocked for copyright, which is crazy um, for that movie being the hidden gem that it is. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, so, guys, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you we'll see you real soon with a, a podcast. Uh, we're going to have the next episode probably in the next week or so, and we will we're going to try and get these out every couple weeks and. Our goal is to do one a week eventually, so that's what we're hoping for. We're just going to get the kinks worked out and get our set schedule, and we'll let you all know. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we will be back soon, along with Kenny, hopefully. And until then, we will see you all down the road. <laughs>